Am I Reister or am I wrong? We got a bunch of great things up for you guys today. Uh, This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet daily fire. Actually, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Facts only. Check your feelings at the door. This ain't the place for the left, the right, snowflakes, social justice warriors, or any BS. I keep it 100. Uh, You can email me at gwpodcast at unafraidshow.com. Subscribe, tell a friend about it, click the notification bell, whatever it is that you need to do. Share the word, spread the word. College football conferences are being coy right now. I'm going to tell you why. Uh, The failed leadership by Mark Emmert. The Washington Red, whatever they're going to be. Uh, this is a culture that cannot exist in, co- in uh, pro football. Got some additional details from somebody in the know. Former Washington Redskins cheerleader. Um, the Portland. What's going on in Portland? The Gestapo is up in Portland. We got to talk about that. And the NFL is not even close to back. So much further from back than you really want to believe. It has a disaster on its hands. And we're going to talk about that. But the first thing up, we're going to talk about college football. So college football, the conferences, it seems like the SEC, ACC, and Big 12, their commissioners are all waiting to get shut down by the NCAA. And that's so that they don't take heat from the college football fans for either changing to a conference-only schedule or pushing the season back to the spring or canceling altogether. We've seen the Atlantic 10. We've seen the Ivy League, all this canceled stuff. We have seen the ACC push all sports back till after September 1st. Um, And we've seen the SEC push everything back except for football. So what does that mean? I think this is a savvy business move by the conferences because your fans who are divided, there are people who believe that you should be back in school, that you shouldn't, you should be playing, fans should be in the stands. There's such a variance on what people believe that if you just wait on somebody else to do the dirty work for you, then you don't have to take the heat. And that's what the NCAA is doing. I mean, the conferences are doing at this point in time. And it's a savvy business move because you have failed leadership in Mark Emmert, who is the president of the NCAA. He has absolutely he's been an abject failure to the the fans of college football. Because he comes out yesterday and says, today, sadly, the data points in the wrong direction. If there is to be college sports in the fall, we need a much better handle on the pandemic. Well, how about this, Mr. Man? How about the fact that you waited, that you actually only put in suggestions for college football teams instead of actually putting in a plan? You put together uh, all these uh, all these. Uh, imposing rules about what players can do, how much money they can make, gifts, all of this. You put in all these oppressive rules, but then when it comes to COVID and coming back, oh, we're going to make suggestions. We're going to let the states and the conferences do whatever they want to do. No, that's your job is to be the leader, Mark Emmert, and that's what he has not done. And that's part of the reason why you have trouble bringing back college football for the fall because he hasn't done what he's supposed to do. And um, and he also told the NCAA council 
that if a decision had to be made now on fall championship type sports, that soccer, cross country, volleyball, and FCS football would be canceled. And then you have, I mean, so this is what the leader is telling you. And he's been quiet. He's been sitting in the back this whole time. Just, oh yeah, we're going to make suggestions. No, hoping it all is better. No, that's what leadership is supposed to do. Come up with a plan for everybody. That way the Pac-12 and the Big Ten don't have to say, we're going to put our own protocols in place. No, there should be a blanket protocol for the NCAA. That way when conferences play each other, you, they have the same rules. They know what things they're playing by. But he has failed 100%. And I'm actually pissed off because I'm such a huge college football fan. You mess up my season, I'm, I'm going to go off on somebody. Um, and the commissioner of the SEC, he's already said the things are going in the wrong direction. And we don't, we're going to, we have the, uh, we're the not the luxury of time, but something something along those lines that we have the time to be able to push things back and all of that. But we have already discussed how hard that is on coaches to keep these young men focused on the right track and to be uh, continuing to do the right things to keep themselves healthy and to not contract it. The COVID that way they don't infect other people other coaches get sick and you potentially um, cost yourself the season. But what we are seeing is that what we already know, that all of this is about the money. It's about the money in college football. The It's been built on a house of cards. They have been inefficient with the money, done completely wrong with it. And now they're put, trying to put it on the backs of these young men who you want to call student athletes and instead of saying, well, but then the colleges don't feel like that it's safe enough for the rest of the students to be on campus. But yeah, but hey, let's bring the football players back because we need the money. No, you should have budgeted better. And you, then you have people like Ed Ogeron saying we need to play. Yes, everybody wants to play. The kids want to play. The coaches want to coach. I get it. And the state needs football. This country needs it. The coronavirus can be handled. And the fans can be in the stands. Man, listen, this is why we don't listen to college football coaches for medical advice. You listen to the experts. Uh, the next thing up, the for, the team formerly known as the Washington Redskins is a disaster. So there was a Washington Post article that was clearly pumped up to way more than what we thought it was going. I mean, than it actually was. We were told that according to reports and, you know, people leaking stuff out, it was going to be about drugs, sex with Daniel Snyder, uh, old coach Jay Gruden. Everybody was going to be involved. But it was already damning enough because in the year of our Lord 2020, after the Me Too movement, all of this, that we still have so much of this stuff going on. And it is just bizarre to me because Okay, here is the honest to God truth is when the Me Too movement first started and we started hearing stories about that things that women went through at their jobs and all of that. It sounded unbelievable to me because maybe I'm just a rational human being and I just don't see how some of this stuff happened. But I do believe it happened. But just hearing it, I had always envisioned, you know, uh, the guy with the trench coat 
flashing himself at the people at the bus stop and all of that or in his car doing his thing, you know, in front of kids or adult women or whatever. They're those exhibitionist types. I did not think that and I did not think that people were in an office building in a professional setting. Matt Lauer locking people in doors, uh, putting porn on while somebody then inviting somebody in your office, do, handling your your a man business in front of other people, just unsolicited. I was like, who does this in an office in a suit and tie? And to think that people actually did it like is crazy to me. I knew that uh, Roger L's types of who abuse power had the casting couches you know harvey weinstein you have sex with me i'll put you in a movie i knew that those things existed but to actually see that in a work environment in the national football league huge company who is trying to uh you know get more women to work there the reporters all that that you're grabbing women groping them unsolicited what and just brazenly just saying it like this is completely unacceptable completely unacceptable and there are 15 women who came out and spoke and you know that there are more and i'll tell you this is there are a lot of people who i've seen in the comments saying oh well you can't just believe them okay look I am a person who, when people say believe all women, believe all whatever, I'm not in that boat. I say that you should believe them enough to investigate those claims and that probably 90 plus percent of them had something happen to them. But there is an element of people who do try to weaponize those those claims. So that's why I say you should believe them enough to investigate it objectively and don't just take and just say, oh, well, oh, I know that guy. He's fine. No, you should legitimately investigate it. But the problem with the Washington football team is this, is that Ron Rivera, who is now the head coach, has vowed to change the culture because his daughter works there. This is the head coach who has not coached one single snap. He's brand new, but it's his responsibility to lead the way. How about the owner, Dan Snyder? He's got to go. Under no circumstances is this sort of behavior acceptable. And I talked to one of the Washington Redskins cheerleaders who, who I've known for a long time. She had been a cheerleader for a long time. And she was talking about that calendar invite where they gave people the if you bought sweets or something that gave you the opportunity to purchase to be able to uh, go on the swimsuit trip with the with the uh, cheerleaders. She explained to me that at that point in time, she looked at it and thought it was a little bit weird but at the same time, she was like, well, they're just trying to make money. They're trying to sell. I feel a little bit exploited, but, it, it, you know, it is what it is, I guess. And that's where the problem is, is that where if the women feel like and if to sell things that we're saying, OK, yeah, you get to come on this trip with the cheerleaders and maybe have access to see them naked or this or that, that is completely unacceptable. And you know that something is wrong when the when the uh, Washington Football Club, 
which, which I won't call them the Redskins anymore. Uh, they fired their long, well, their longtime announcer. He left. No celebration. Long-term announcer? They don't celebrate you when you leave? Because something's wrong, man. That is the problem. <laughs> and they've also fired scouts. They've done all sorts of other things that is per- peculiar behavior that you knew something was going on. And Daniel Snyder has to go because there is no way that he did not know what was going on in his company. You, you, you foster the environment. And not only has he been a terrible owner, despicable things going on in there. He's got to be forced to sell at this point in time for conduct detrimental to the league. Uh, Next thing up, we should all be concerned no matter where you stand politically for what what's happening in Portland because federal officers in camouflage, no agency identification or badges driving unmarked non-governmental rental vehicles are grabbing protesters off the street in Portland and not talking with local authorities. That's just Gestapo behavior. It turns out it's the Homeland Security. Um, and if you are a person who subscribes to, I don't care if you describe, subscribe to Law & Order, I don't care if you subscribe to you know, like smaller government, big, whatever it is. We have freedoms in this country. And there are so many people who have been upset about wearing masks, being forced to do things. So why on earth would you be okay with this? This is these, this is things that they do in China, North Korea. I, you can't pick and choose with government overreach. If you stand for uh, for freedoms and American values, you will see that this is wrong. The government and the, the governor of Oregon mayor asked them to leave. The states can make their own decisions regardless of what the issue is. You don't like what the protest is about, whatever. If the states ask the government to leave, they should leave. This is the way it works. And you cannot just pick people up. This is completely government overreach. And you, whether you are a Republican, a Democrat, whatever, you should be terrified by this because if they'll do it to somebody else, they will do it to you. If you are a uh, 2A supporter, uh, they will come snatch your guns too if they feel like it. Whoever is in power. So you should not be okay with this. And... um. Oh, the federal law enforcement. And they've been used. They've been doing this since for at least two days. There are so many personal accounts, videos, officers driving up to people, detaining individuals with no explanation. They're not being arrested. They're being taken in. They're asked to read their their read their Miranda rights. And then if they say no, that they don't want to talk, then they'll let them go. What the hell is that? They don't tell them anything. Then they make them walk home, drop off. Like you don't know who these people are. You have people all the time dress up to be militia, looks like police, look like federal government, look like anybody and just picking you up. Hell no, dude. Uh, And people say, oh, it's Antifa. They're just trying to restore law and order. They don't pick up the KKK when they're marching down the street or alt-right protests. They don't do that. So why would you be okay with doing it here? 
because they will do it to you if they will do it to other people. Big facts there. Uh, last thing up, the NFL. The NFL is so far from back, you don't even realize it. The players are having meetings. The leadership, the reps are having meetings on a near daily basis. The owners want the players to put 35% of the revenue in escrow in case uh, the revenue falls because there's no fans in the stands and all of that. So in basketball, the NBA, there was a force majeure in the contract language that if games are missed because of an act of God or any other circumstance, that players can miss like one ninety second of their salary for every game missed. Well, in the NFL, that language does not appear to be in the contract. So the owners would be on the hook for paying the players. Here is the biggest issue is that uh, then people are saying, well, it'll affect the next year's salary cap and the players need to work with the owners there. Well, the salary cap is, if you really understand what it is, it's a mechanism that the uh, ownership put in place and the players sort of agreed to with the collective bargaining agreement that way that they can keep salaries down and keep them in and try to keep the teams as competitive as possible. The thing is, if revenue goes down, the ownership can tweak the salary cap for a year or two in their owners meetings. They have that leverage and possibility. So the idea that the players need to work with the owners after they have already signed a new CBA that doesn't allow them to uh, affect salaries, that's where the sticking point is going to be. Because if the owners, if the salary cap goes down 35% next year, can they um, lower player salaries across the board 35%? Now that is the question. So if you are expecting uh, NFL players to take a salary cut just to help the owners out, that would be stupid to me. You need to figure out what all the options are because those sound like billionaire problems to me and not millionaire problems. And for so long, people will try to tell you that the millionaire problems should, the millionaires should care about what the billionaire problems are. Nope, they'll solve the issue. And the other thing is JJ Watt tweeted out, uh, a picture. He said, here's what we know about going back. The rookies are supposed to report in like 24 hours to training camp. That ain't happening. Players want to play. They want to be as safe as possible. They haven't received a single valid IDER plan, which is infectious disease emergency response. They haven't received it from any particular club or the league. They don't know how many preseason games are going to be. The players want none. Owners want two. They don't know if there will be daily testing, semi-daily testing, weekly testing, any of that. They don't know how a potential positive test would affect contracts, roster spots, all of that, which I've been talking about. And nothing has been agreed upon about training camp, how it'll look, how it'll ramp up, how much time or any of that. And that's why they are in a major league baseball size crisis. Well, I'll continue to bring more on you guys as, as I find out once I talk to more and more players. But the NFL is not just stepping in and just and just going to play just that easy. It's not happening like that. Uh, am I Reister or am I wrong? Peace out. Catch you guys on Monday.